0: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. A high fly, center field, and that ball is gone! A walk-off winner for Miguel Sano. The second pitch-in home run of the year for the Twins. A walk-off winner for Miguel Sano, and the Twins win it 5-3. That highlight, courtesy of Fox Sports North. This is D Score North first place Twins show live from Bombasota. The land of 10,000 ranks. The magic number is 47. I'm Rami Makhlouf. I am back along with Judd Zulgad, Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. So last I talked to you guys, it was uh, July 31st. Mm Mm-hmm. Twins had not upgraded the bullpen or excuse me had not upgraded the starting rotation but had upgraded the bullpen fixed <laughs> that was after Sam Dyson after Sam Dyson okay. yeah pretty much fixed the bullpen right <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but well, then, but had, one
0: one could argue,
1: and, maybe they
0: and, had taken steps. They had gotten healthy; they were as healthy as they've been in a long time. Michael Pineda, he was looking so good. We were starting to ask, could this guy be the number two in, oh, a, he, in a playoff rotation? He was at that point. And uh, but the Indians had just made a big move, and they were hot on the Twins' heels. Has anything changed since since we last talked, guys? Anything? Absolute, anything absolutely, absolutely no? nothing. Right. Sam
1: Dyson's right, uh, bicep, tricep is absolutely fine. No okay. problems there. Pineda, absolutely <laughs> lights. Out, no question about it. And Byron Buxton is still healthy. And Byron right? Buxton has stopped crashing into fences. <laughs> he stopped diving for balls and snapping his neck. He's stealing bases at a at an unbelievable okay, pace. Good. He's getting yeah. Good. There's nothing. I just want to
0: make sure I didn't miss anything here, while I was Here's dumb, the most guys. important just thing to sure. know:
1: that Jake Cave is still in Rochester. They don't have to call him good. up. It's good, absolutely fine, Ronnie no to... <laughs> Good to have you back. Good to be back. Good to have I you. Glad oh, I didn't miss. Much. Actually, I just lied to you completely. Oh. Everything changed. Everything changed? But nothing changed. That's the interesting thing. The twins now I think the last time I talked to you, uh, when we talked last Wednesday, the Twins might have been three games up on Cleveland two. at the time, two games two. up. Well, they are now four games up after the Indians' vaunted lineup got shut out last night and the Twins won. And can I just tell you, right? And the now,
0: magic number I have been kind of following along with what's been happening. Can I- But the magic number has gone down six games since I last talked to you,
2: what, five days ago. Was it 47 now? 48? 47. 47. Can
1: I tell you right now, though, how much fun the last month has been at Target Field? Just, if you're a baseball fan, it has been, there have been more, starting, well, I, I actually track, I think, the amount of really quality baseball games played. Not all of them, of course. Uh, but that Milwaukee series, that, that little 2 gamer where they played against the Brewers in mm-hmm. May was a playoff type. It was two really good teams. But if you take that out, if you exclude that and just go back to the Oakland series, which led into the Yankee series, which now leads into seven glorious days of the Braves uh, for three and then Cleveland for four, there have been more quality, fun, compelling, use any adjective that you want, baseball games, a target field in the last month. Than there were, and I, I'm not. This is not hyperbole, not overstating this. Than there were from 2011 to 2018 in that ballpark. This has been fantastic. Hold on, more in the last month than there had than, the than there were there were in say, of no t- of two, target Field? 2010. Oh, okay, you said first year. Okay. Yes, yeah. 2010 was the last time that the Twins won the American League Central, and they were really, really good, and there were some great ball games. So I'm discounting that because that year there were a lot of fun, compelling baseball games. But if you take from the year that this team fell off the table, 2011, and within that time, there were a couple pop-up years. So there were some good games, some compelling games. But just the last month has had so much good baseball. And last night, again, how great was that? I mean, Soraka, the the pitcher for the Braves, this guy is lights out really, really good. Mm -hmm. And the Twins continue. God bless them. Man, can they hit. And they continue to make games like that so much fun. And I cannot tell you as a baseball fan how much I've missed this and how great. And and I am win or lose. If they win, it's more fun. But if they lose, it's still so much fun to watch. I'm going to give you credit for one thing real quick. Mm-hmm.
0: Don't save this tape, Manny, of me giving Judd credit. We don't need that.
2: Jonathan Harrison's rolling on it right now. <laughs> <Yep>. From some sub- <laughs> unknown, unknown spot. It'll run probably at some point this afternoon, I would imagine. Now, I'll preface this. I'll put
0: the disclaimer on it of I'd rather still they were running away with this division. To me, that's especially when you haven't had a lot of success. Like, I understand if you're the Braves of the 90s, just going to the playoffs year after year after year after year. You want you you'd like a little suspense in the regular season. It becomes ho-hum after a while. But when you haven't had a lot of recent success for a team, I'd just prefer we all breathe easy and they kept running away with this division. So that is my preference. But I will say that having games mean so much. This deep into the season definitely adds a little something a little electricity to the air at target field when these games are played, and I think that that's that has a lot to do with what you're saying about the quality of these games that have been played lately is how much they mean like mm-hmm. they it's not just another win, another ho hum win for the twins, and they have an eleven and a half game lead in the division it's okay we got we got another one that we need tonight. the magic number is down to whatever the magic number might be down to on that given day. If anybody's counting magic numbers, except for us. And it's a credit. (laughs) I don't know if anybody is, we've been doing it since it
1: was at a hundred. What makes it so great is it's a credit to, okay, you sweep Casey. That's great. All well and good. And, and against a team like Casey, you should either win three of three or at the very least two of three and win that series. But I'm talking about Oakland heavyweight team, right? They're really good. The Yankees again, the Braves Cleveland, these are great slugfests. Mm-hmm. Like they are heavyweight, two really good baseball teams exchanging punches. And it's so fun to watch after all the crap we saw for so long. <laughs> Seriously, mm-hmm. all the mediocre, yep. mediocre, uh, you know, and I, I don't. Mean to go back to this to pick on the old school twins, but the old pitch to contact twins and the old, you know, we're going to try our best twins and blah, 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 blah. And 2016
2: was just, oh.
1: Yeah, but I mean, 2015 was fun. 2015 was fun. 2015 was fun, but I remember in 2015, Casey was really good at that time and they came here. And they came here at the end of that year Mm -hmm. and it was like, that's cute of the twins. Here's a pat on the head. Now go away. Yep. No one's doing that now. Soraka last night had great stuff. Like, there was a period of that game I thought, this guy's got no-hit stuff. And yet, what do the Twins do? They put together, what, four hits. They score a run. They just... This team is... This team... It might not be great, but it's really damn good. And it gives you something to and really... And it's fun. Yes. It's an entertaining but, product. But for the first time in a long time, if you went like last night, you walked up, bought a ticket, Right? You got your value. Mm -hmm. And it took three hours. And in this case, now I don't care because it was three enjoyable hours of baseball. And the first two games of that Yankee series, I thought the same thing about. Game three was not great. But game one and two of that series, Mm -hmm. game two of that series, I'm not going to forget. Yeah. Like that's going to be a summer of 2019 game. Mm -hmm. I just, my appreciation for what's going on there is enormous.
0: How about your appreciation for Miguel Sano? Let's not glaze over what the big man did last night. And did you see? Was I, good for him. I was watching Sports Center this morning. Full disclosure: I was driving through a, a monsoon last night from Wisconsin to Minnesota to get back here, so I didn't see much of the game. But I caught the highlight of the Miguel Sano walk-off home run on Sports Center this morning. And did you see what he said about it afterwards? You were probably you were there. Yeah, you were in the press conference. It. Yeah, he was in. He was working. The cage. He was working in the batting cage when mm-hmm. they told him, you know, your name is being called. You're going to go pinch hit, and he said, "I'm going to go take one swing and yep. then come right back here." I That's let amazing. twins tidbits with That's it, Robbie. Look you at really? twins tidbits. I didn't see it's your tidbits the this quote. morning, Judd. I'm sorry. It's
1: the lead quote. Well, and
0: and he scorenorth.com or the Score North mobile app. Thank you very for much. Free, right? Oh, so free. We're not charging for tidbits yet, are we? For a possibly limited time, it is free.
1: I mean, we should be charging because it's premium content, but I'm willing to give premium content nice away. nice tidbits, too. So the thing about this, too, is the Kansas City Series, which they swept, Sano went one for 12 and struck out six times. So he doesn't play. But then to your point, he goes with what one of the uh, batting coaches into the cage all game it works good for him that ball though okay so the awesome thing though the awesome spectacle is he connects and that thing is not coming back like that's <laughs> going towards catch the club out mm-hmm. out in dead center field and i swear to god when the ball crossed the fence ronald acuna jr the braves center fielder is already
2: walking back to the
1: i think he yeah. was i think he was at shortstop <laughs> like sano swung okay Bang, right? Acuna starts running in. Like, it wasn't the old, but he didn't He didn't style it to watch it. You know, the old turnaround, I'm just going to watch this. I he swear to you guys, he started to run towards the dugout. And when that ball crossed the center field fence, I believe he was a shortstop. Yeah. I don't think I've ever said, seen yeah, a guy, we'll, we'll see
2: you tomorrow
0: night. Yeah. But. It, it was well, this, even if that one doesn't get out, Arise probably scores, right? Arise, but it was, I'm sorry, guys, oh, wait, out of wait, practice. Wait,
2: wait, wait. wait a minute, wait a minute.
0: Arise.
2: Oh, you're replacing Rami on this? <laughs> I know, Rami tweeted me last night and asked me, I didn't see it until this, till this that morning because I got to sleep. But I, gotta, Rami, I, gotta, I gotta, he's got it. Rami last night and asked me to use it. Somebody, that kid's got the thing.
0: Somebody yeah. tweeted that at me last night. I want to make sure I give yeah. proper credit to him. I don't I don't have it up right now. Hang on one second. Go ahead, con- continue on, Judd. With oh, the no, time. it was just,
1: it was great to see, I don't, Call the last time I saw a center fielder running into the infield as the ball was traveling out. He's just like, that's it. No chance. That ball was absolutely annihilated.
0: Let's see here. I got it. Sam Cleveland tweeted in that is uh that is his boy. Oh right. why?
1: Nailing that, rolling those up. That's actually so that's- you so hold on a second. You said Manny <laughs> A child who does this better than you to replace one of I mean, the hey man, one of the most important things I thought you were bringing on Gabe, a daily basis,
0: Judd, the roll of the tongue, as the kids say nowadays, game recognized game. Why, Why? And that kid's got game? That's really good. That's really good. That's really really good. Shout out to Sam Cleveland and his little boy. Yeah, his little boy is really impressive. Awesome. You've got a future in this business. You want me to keep doing it or would you like the kid to keep doing it? We'll
2: mix it. We'll mix right, it. I think we
1: could go back and forth.
2: Okay.
0: I,
1: right. I think too much of a good thing from either of you is probably <laughs> needs to be probably needs to be curtailed. So I think we need a little bit of the kid and then a little bit of you and then we'll right. mix them together. We'll How does that sound? Sounds good to me.
0: Sounds good to me. But the reason Kuder probably ran back in last night is cuz he figured even if that even if that doesn't go out, it a rise is scoring so i am it's let's just call it a night
1: it's, oh yeah it's been a good oh game. he was at uh the uh, bar by that point right I, I think he ran in and basically but by, by the time the ball hit the uh, facade up there i think acuna was probably at the loon cafe <laughs> and i'll blame one bit it's a long series got two more games got tonight tomorrow afternoon but it's fun man is it fun i haven't been to the Loon Cafe. What do got there? Oh, a great soup. You'd like it? Yeah? You'd like the Loon Cafe. It, it's your speed, too. And, and really? I'm not saying that in a bad way. That's <laughs> not a condescending. This is, this is old talking to old. Okay. So I'm not saying that as you're an old man. It's, it's your speed, though. I can't do soup in the summertime. Soup in the... It's well, then just, just wait till the fall. Wait till the football fall and uh, Sunday and go... I don't even like a hot sandwich dinner.
0: in the summertime. Like, I want all my food. Really? Yeah, I, I need... I can do a hot sandwich in the summertime. Mm.
1: I mean, I can.
0: Don't get me wrong. If you pass me a Cuban... I'm gonna eat it. I was gonna say, Tony O's. <laughs> going to the Twins game. Outstanding. Tony O's Cubans. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna eat it. But I I continue to be impressed by Miguel Sano. And I know I'm one of very few who are saying that. And I understand the frustration with Miguel Sano throughout his career and coming into this season. He had, he had done plenty to make people not believe in him. Uh-huh. I, I understand that. I come in without those scars as somebody who got here in January. And I think that we have to sort of, not completely, but sort of hit the reset button on Miguel Sano and give Rocco Baldelli and his staff a chance to try and crack the code with that guy. And I'm not just impressed with what Miguel Sano has done to this point, but that staff to work with him to the extent that they've worked with him. We talked with Roy Smalley about this a few weeks ago on Mackie and Judd with Rami, and he'll join us again today as he does every Tuesday, Mackie and Judd with Rami, weekdays 4 to 6 here on Score North and the Score North mobile app. And he talked about how impressed he was with the changes that they're trying to implement and how receptive he's been and how hard he's worked on those changes mid-season For a guy to do that. And to get, I know the results aren't where you want them to be yet, but to get the results that they've gotten from Miguel Sano with that work midseason, to me is impressive. And I'm really curious to see if he's not traded this off season, what they can do with a whole hopefully healthy off season of Miguel Sano with Rocco Baldelli staff to work on some of these things that he's working on right now but not having to go out and face Major League Pitching, literally in the middle of working on it. He was in a batting cage last night working on changes they want him to make Good idea. and then walked out onto the field and hit a home run to to walk the thing off.
1: I think the thing with, with him is, and, and the next thing I'm really curious to see from Sunil's perspective, assuming that he's still here in the spring, is how what type of shape does he show up in the spring? Because that's been a problem b- before. Now, he, he showed up uh, at spring training this year in much better shape, but he was hurt. So I'm curious to see if he shows up in shape. But the thing about me trading him, though, is keep in mind my platform was trade him for a really trade him in a package for a really good upper echelon starting pitcher. So there's a the the scars that you talk about actually, which need to be uh, um, discussed here because I think fans get very confused. Is the Ortiz scar? Because the parallel of the fans assume because I get notes every time, so I I don't get notes from the Sano supporters when he goes one for twelve, but then I get Mm. them immediately after last night's game. Funny how that works. And but the problem is, I got I've got no problem with him if he continues to work hard, and we all know that he can hit the ball a long, long way. But the way it works is this: what you need, what we all need to sort out, and this is a. Kumbaya moment. Okay, what we all need to sort out is no one is suggesting he be DFA'd here. No right. one, no one is suggesting that that you send him to the Brewers for a Class A third baseman. If he's going to be in a trade package, it should have been for an upper echelon. We were talking guys like Noah Syndergaard. I do. If hey, if you could make a trade today. And the Mets called me right now and said, "Man, we saw that solo home run last night. Who was that impressive? Noah Syndergaard. I'm doing it in a heartbeat. I'm doing it in a second. Sure. So w- would I still trade him? Absolutely. Do I-, I think that there's potential, possibly there? Yes. Is he a third baseman long term? You're kidding yourself if you think no. so. So, but but the pro- God, no. but the problem is I don't understand. And this is the thing about sports fans that confuses me. Why don't sports fans? Look at things more like executives do. The Twins brass is not sitting there being like, "Oh man, this guy's going to be playing third base for us in 2021. It's going to be great." A- affecting accents, the Twins brass is saying, "Is that what every scout sounds like? Every <laughs> think, major league scout? I think Scott?
0: so. Old school baseball, yeah. I think, yeah, like, I think that's they, old school, they got a cha right. I think now they're more nerdy." Yeah, but the, now they're all out. They're like, oh, Miguel Sano, saw his exit velocity, yeah, and, and it is uh, quite good. And uh, he can work on his launch angle a little bit, but uh, his OPS
1: is very strong. I like old school baseball guys. <laughs> it's, it's, he's, got a char, he's got the obvious chaw in there. He's like, Mickey Sano, I, I know guy it's
0: radio can... and we're not screaming today, but I'm pushing my imaginary <laughs> yeah. glasses
1: up onto my listen, nose you as little, I do that impression. Listen, you little geek, I'm going to tell you something about Sano right now. We're <laughs> trading him to the Mets. But no, I mean, you're not going to give him no. tell me about how he's got a good baseball jaw? And now, Miguel Saddle highlights. <laughs> look, look at Miguel Sano with a bat. He went deep last night against the Atlanta Braves to give the Twins a big lead. The Twins now up by four. Five to three victory well. over the Atlanta Braves. You saw it first here, and now here's your movie. So. <laughs> I'm not advocating to give the guy away. I think there's potential there, and I do, I do think, Rami, that you're right. It seems like he understands now, and I might be totally, I could be proven totally wrong here, but it seems like there's a better understanding of what work he he needs to do to be at least successful game to game. So good for him. But this whole notion of well, do you want to give him away now? If you're going to call me with a good pitcher. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, no, I'm, it's I'm, the Ortiz trauma, though. That's all that
1: Right, is. but we need to get past the fact, I as I m- melted down about last week, the DFA, there's no there's no correlation between the two. None. And I got a note on Twitter again from a guy like, they did not give Ortiz away. He just didn't re-sign. No, I, they, they, they released it. Yeah, I know. So I went back and <laughs> I said, no. I, but I, mean, I, I feel like I need to be patient. I feel like I'm a Minnesota sports therapist.
0: I'm not. I'm not saying I wouldn't trade him. But and everything I, and you're I, saying, I think I is fine. I understood what you were saying leading up to the trade yeah, deadline. But I'm not
1: anti what you're but saying either.
0: I still see, and I'd like to know where Twins fans are at on Miguel Sano after that walk-off home run last night. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Or tweet us at 651 North. Six five one six four six eight two five five are the digits to dial on your cellular telephone. why don't you turn off that microphone right now? <laughs> <laughs> Want well, to know where you're at with Miguel Sano because I personally, I still see the potential for special in that dude. And I'm not saying I wouldn't trade him if if the right offer came along this offseason, but I do still see the potential for special with Miguel Sano. Probably not in the field anywhere. His future probably is at DH, but I think as a hitter, there is, there is still the possibility and the potential for that dude to be special someday. And I'm legitimately impressed. I know it looks bad sometimes, but I am legitimately impressed with what I've seen from that guy and the adjustments he's making mid season and so I'm very curious to see what you could get after a full, healthy offseason of working with Rocco Baldelli's staff. Where are you on Miguel Sano? 651-646-8255. That or any Twins thoughts you have, get them in on the Score North first place Twins show on Score North on 1500scorenorth.com. Score From the land... Oh, man. Guys, I am so out of practice. Just play,
2: just no, play no, the no, kid. No, no, just no. play the little kid again.
0: <laughs> but, uh, gotta get this right. We are... Can Score North Twin Show. Bomba. On Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. 64272. is the tale of the tape for Miguel Sano, who's 25 years old. Swing and a fly ball deep center field. It's a walk-off. Pinch hit Homer. Above the batter's eye, Chip Carey on. Is the that
2: Chip? That's Chip. Yeah.
0: Braves television with the call of the Miguel Sano walk-off home run last night. This is the Score North first-place Twins show live he from really, Minnesota. You seemed really thrilled. The land of ten thousand ranks, where the magic number is forty-seven.
1: I want to play Chip from the uh, from the uh, one-game playoff, Game One, sixty-three. Oh. oh, Chip has history with Twins fans. Uh, Chip has history with the Tigers-Twins game when he was the voice of TBS. He was the lead voice for TBS at that time,
2: yeah. And um, there was just some calls that didn't go well for Chip. It was uh, one that uh, I think it was Punto hit a line drive into left field that was caught by the left fielder for the Tigers, and Alexi Casilla tried to tag up from third to score the winning run. He was thrown out, of course, and uh, Chip's call was uh, line drive, base hit, caught. And here comes the throw to the plate.
1: <laughs> it's, not, it's not funny. Come on. Come on. It's not funny. That's, that's just... It's not funny. <laughs> We've yeah. all had our moments. Chip exactly.
2: Carey is really
0: good at what he does. Chip Carey is very, very good huh? at he's what he does. very good. We were talking about Miguel Sano and just where you're at, how you're feeling about the, the big twin slugger after the walk-off home run last night. Because I am personally impressed by what he's done this offseason of battling through the injuries, of making major adjustments on the fly, literally right before he goes out and hits a walk-off home run for the twins last night. Obviously, still plenty of improvement that needs to happen, but I still see the potential for a special there with that guy and uh looking to see what he could do with a full, hopefully healthy offseason with Rocco Baldelli and his staff. By the way, we were playing uh uh Sam's son before the break. Yep. Doing the old Luis Rise. His name is uh, Camden. He said that was awesome hearing Camden's voice on the radio. So shout out to Camden. Some of your tweets at... SKOR North about Miguel Sano Billy C says our attitudes about Miguel Sano will change the next time he strikes out 3 times in a row as they say he is what he is I'd take the strikeouts if he hit more game winning
1: home runs Billy C um consistently is among the most rational down to earth and correct people who tweet at me <laughs> That no it, it, that tweet's perfect like that's that's absolutely perfect. But that's tweet. not calm or rational to change your to change your whole tune on a guy every three at bats. No, but he's I think, but he is saying that's what we do. That's right? what fans will do. Yeah, yeah, but he's right. But that's why, and and God bless him. That's why fans are fans. But that's also why executives look at Miguel and probably strongly consider trying to trade him at his highest point to get the most in return. So this whole thing about would you still trade him? Of course you would. If the offer is right. If somebody says, "Oh my gosh, look at that power! Here's a starting pitcher for him that, that you really like," you'll trade him in a heartbeat.
0: Six five one six four six eight two five five, or tweet us at sko North. And yeah, I I think we're in, in agreement on yeah, we, everything. I'd listen to a yes. trade, but it'd have to be yeah, it'd but, have to be for a a. A player who can help you significantly. Because, I'm not taking a nobody. Because I agree. of the potential for special sure. that I still see with Miguel Sano. Let's go to uh, Lakeville. And Doug, you're on Score North. What's up, Doug? Hey, guys. Enjoy the show. Thank Thanks. Um, my deal is a million
2: years ago, and this will date me, but a million years ago, Jim Suhan said on your airwaves, I don't ever want to see Delman Young play baseball again. This was when Delman Young would skate around out in left field and miss balls and then he'd strike out and, you know, occasionally he would hit a mile long home run. But, um, for me to know the damage is already done. I don't care what he does. I don't want to see the guy play. Just get rid of him. Get another third baseman. You know, uh, the house, the bridge is already burned and the ashes are down the street.
0: I appreciate I appreciate the call, Doug. And I, I I get that, Judd. I've been there with athletes in the past, and I haven't been dealing with this Miguel Sano nonsense for as long as as most people within the sound of my voice right now. I get it, and I've been there with other guys. Mm-hmm. But to me, you almost have to look at Miguel Sano as a microcosm of the twins. And what what like how quickly It all changed. Like, Falvey and Levine came here a few years ago, and they started to lay the groundwork. But I think the real tipping point was Rocco Baldelli and his staff coming in and them fully being able to implement what they wanted to do from the top down and no interruptions, just a smooth, flowing process from top to bottom, from the front office all the way down through the coaching staff and the players. And we've seen the results of that, and I think that you have to give Miguel Sano. I don't want to say the benefit of the doubt because it's hard to ask for that with that guy right now, but I think that you have to give him a chance to see if with a full, healthy offseason, if they can finally unlock what's in What we all know is in there. Right. No matter how frustrated you are with Miguel Sano, we
1: all see what's in there. So I I think what you have to do if you're Falvey and Levine is trust your coaching staff to get the most out of the player, and and then your judgment needs to be once you feel like you are – getting the most out of the player, can he physically and mentally sustain that? And if the answer is no, you try to get him to his highest peak and trade him, right? Yes. That's where the trust has to come in that the front office is going to know when to do the right thing. And is that the case or not? I have no clue. But I can tell you the fundamental thinking is if if he hits... 30 home runs, and they have worked time and time again on his swing, but they are absolutely convinced that teams are going to continue uh, to adjust to him as well, and and that he's going to struggle, and then he's going to come back, and then he's going to struggle. If you get him to, let's say, 30 to 35 home runs, and somebody comes to you in December and says, here's a really good starting pitcher, we love this guy, you're probably going to trade him.
2: You're probably going to trade him. Eventually this front office is going to, one way or the other, they're going to have to make a decision on him.
1: Well, and the other question, too, and this is the question with Buxton as well, is Mm -hmm. do you pay them? And in both cases, there is a compelling case to be made that the answer is absolutely not. Mm -hmm. You string them along. You allow them to go, if you keep them, to arbitration. But are you really going to give them those eight-year, seven-year contracts? And right now, with both of them, my answer is absolutely not Mm -hmm. Buxton because he just unfortunately, as we discussed on the um, on the Monday show, can't stay on the field. And Sano, I have as far as trust goes, I've got to see, got to see more. I've got to see a few years more. If he shows up in the spring in Fort Myers in shape, that's a really good sign. But then I got to see that another year. I am not approaching Miguel Sano about a lucrative contract extension for a few years. And the answer for me is probably not ever. The control that I've got, I'm probably fine with. You
0: can't say ever. I know you hate the David Ortiz comparison. No, I'm saying a long term, though. I know. I don't I know. see it. But let's say next year Miguel Sano looks like David, like finally, legitimately looks like David Ortiz. You give that guy an extension.
1: I'd have to see so much more, though. I can't see, because uh, the, the problem now is. They work on a swing, he changes it, he gets hot. Then he goes one for 12 against Kansas City. They work on a swing, he comes back. So I need to see a sustained at least year or two of a consistent approach. And yes, I know he's going to strike out. I'm not saying he's not going to strike out. That's not realistic. But what I need to see is a long period of time in which I I develop a trust about him that right now I'm not even close to To having i just don't have it right now now with buxton
0: yeah talk to me about buxton i don't even know dude i don't even i don't even know i didn't i didn't see the play that he got hurt on was this classic i was on vacation for those of you who haven't been following along was this classic byron buxton running into the wall like with reckless abandon was are we back to that same old story I mean, I thought we had solved that problem, and then he managed to give himself whiplash and a
1: concussion, and do something. He went back to the wall, didn't catch some the ball,
0: teeth diving forward,
1: ran into to the wall. Said he didn't think because it was against the Marlins of Miami. Said he didn't think he was as close as as he was, but my whole thing now with Buxton Rami is very very simple too. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I mean he he's been hurt three times now running into walls this year. But believe it or not, this is the first time that he's gone on the aisle because of that. He's been hurt uh, against Kansas City in June. He got hit on the wrist by a pitch, which forced him to miss a couple weeks. He then got hurt in Cleveland coming in for a ball Diving and that's the one where he suffered the whiplash to his neck and had concussion like symptoms. Last year
2: he fouled the ball off his foot yeah. and broke his toe. I
1: don't know what to do. I I love the guy. I would love to go to Byron Buxton with an eight year extension and say, dude, if you hit two seventy, I love you. Right. So yeah, if you were just if you could, this yeah. is the opposite of this is not a trust of I don't think you're going to do the right thing. But what do you do if you could
0: get what you've gotten production wise out of out of Byron Buxton this year for? 140, 145 games reliably, you would lock that guy up tomorrow. Like, no doubt whatsoever, just for the glove, the speed, the yep. what he what he is. And you can just look at the record with and without what he's meant to this baseball team. It's a lot of intangibles that not even analytics can put a finger on. I think Phil described it perfectly when he said that, Phil Mackey, that is Mackey and Judd with Rami weekdays four to six. Your boss, you North. suck up. <laughs> um, he's also my co-host. I want our show to do well, Judd. Um, well, then cite me. When he's I, you're you're in the title of the show, dude. How much recognition do you need, Mackey and Judd now with Rami? Good lord. <laughs> But he said, when, when you get Byron Sorry. Buxton back from injury, he instantly makes four positions better. Because yes. he, whoever he's replacing he's in right. center field, he's better than. Yep. He makes things easier for your right fielder. He makes things easier for your left fielder. And he literally takes points off of ERAs for pitchers. He makes four positions better he's right. just by being on the field. That's a great point by Phil. You are right. See? Yeah. And that's exactly right. He's our boss for a reason. He's really, really smart. Now I'm sucking up. Now I'm sucking up. Is that that's what it is? Okay. It. Now you crossed a line. Lo- you crossed the imaginary <laughs> line was of sucking me up, laying it on real, real thick. But it's true. Mm-hmm. When and if you could get that out of that guy reliably for 100 and 140, 145 games a season, you would lock him up without any doubt, any regrets, any trepidation. Whatsoever, but the dude's got to stop running into walls and smacking
1: his head on the ground. Okay, but he That's also happen. But in his defense, as M- Manny just said, he fouled the ball Fought off a his ball foot. fouled the ball off his foot and broke he his ankle. He got hit year. in the ri- he can't stay healthy. He's injury prone. I think w- with the and it's criminal, but with the amount of control the teams get on players in baseball, which is just stupid. I think if you're the Twins, you got to just go year to year uh, to year because here's the problem he's 25 he's 25 and you basically have control what two through until 2023 is that correct i think so
2: yes okay yep free agent 2023
1: as phil and i talked about on the show monday the issue becomes this he's going to be what around 30 by the time that he would be eligible to hit the market well by the age of 30 he plays baseball like he's a football player so there's a fighting chance that he's going to be I'm not saying an ineffective terrible player but the speed's going to be gone. Right. Eventually a, a this lot will of the attributes, on him. a lot of the attributes that this man brings right now be, because he plays his sport as if he's a cornerback the attributes are going to disintegrate. Yeah. So you are I think unfortunately because I hate to say this but if if this is a pure business decision by the boys at Target Field think about it. You go year to year, you,
0: and you probably, if he continues if he continues to suffer these injuries, and these are the types of injuries that compound and wear on you. Yes, f- separated shoulders, concussions, like these are things that get exponentially worse the more that you suffer them, you might have him already locked up for his peak years. I think you do. I, That's what I'm saying. I yeah. think you're right. I think the arrow might, if he continues to to play this way and suffer these injuries, the arrow is pointing down as soon as 2022 when he's a free agent, if not sooner.
2: And this, and this goes back to the concern that I brought up yesterday about all of the injuries that he's been suffering now the last couple of years. Is that stunting his growth and development as a hitter? Because to your point, Judd, when he does turn 30, 31 years old, 32 years old, he's not going to be this fast anymore, just because he's just going to be getting older. So he's going to have to bring some sort of other value to the table because he's not going to be as fast as he was, as he, as he is now. Part of the way you can bring value, another value to the table is if you're a better hitter. If you're a 280, 285, 290 hitter and you're hitting 25 or 30 home runs a season. Yeah. But but I wonder if he's ever going to get to that point of becoming that player. Because he keeps getting hurt three, four times every season.
1: I think what makes him special now is is he brings attributes that the majority of players cannot bring. Mm-hmm. And and he he is in football terms a difference maker on a game by game basis. There is no way, I don't think, by the time he's 30, not saying he's not couldn't be a good player, mm-hmm. but he's not going to make a difference. Right. Like right now, he is a nightmare on the base paths. He catches almost everything. He does things that almost no other player in baseball currently, aside from very few, but it's probably five tops, if not less than that, can do. So, all right, he's 30. Could be a nice player, could get on base. Heck, he could hit 280, Mm -hmm. but he's not going to be a difference maker and I just don't see I don't see how again you make a let's say 7 or 8 year investment f- right. for a guy that you can't consistently say is going to play in take your pick 140 right 150
0: you, would, you hope you hope if like I said if you could reliably get that out of Byron Buxton what you've gotten this year for 140 145 games you lock him up tomorrow yep. without thinking to- twice about it let's get in a quick call before the break it's going to be a uh, Robert, in Minneapolis, you're on the Score North First Place Twins show. What's up, Rob?
1: Well, the uh, Sano discussion is interesting, but it just seems premature that the guy is like a, a new hitter. It, it, it You know, a completely different approach. I mean, nobody was more frustrated than me watching the guy flail away up there, and all of a sudden he's taking good at bats, and that really long stroke he had has been shortened up quite a bit, so... Uh, I, I just think we have to watch him for a little bit before we really decide what we should do with him. That's probably fair.
0: Appreciate the call.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah and that's, that's, what saying, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I've got no that.
1: problem with, with that. I'm just saying that for all, all the people who come back and say, you can't trade him, you can't. You, well, yes, you can if the the return is correct. Right. But get, and guess what, too? I I need to see personally an extended view of this. So, yes, it's wait and see for sure. I'm not going to assume that this success keeps up. I'm not going to assume it fails. But it's a dangerous thing to, uh, to say he's fixed because go back to uh, to the year he was called up, I believe it was 2015. And Rami, that guy had an approach at the plate, looked fantastic. His rookie year, he was called up on July 1st. And the rest of that year, this looked like a guy, he struck out a ton still, but he he had a consistent plan. And by eight, uh, by last year and April of this year, that was absolutely gone. So I need to see this over a very prolonged period of time to say he's different. Because his first year, I praised him. Absolutely praised well, him. He
2: damn near carried them offensively. And he deserved to be
1: year. praised. Yeah. But let's just see this for a long period of time. Right.
2: A guy who's that talented and that
0: physically gifted, when he first comes up to the league... Sort of lives off of off of that, just being just being that good. But eventually, whatever holes there are in your swing, major league pitchers are going to find them. And that's yep. probably what happened. And he didn't make the necessary adjustments to counter their adjustments. And that's when you run into a problem, even if you are as talented and as gifted as a Miguel Sano. So now the twins are trying to teach him how to make those adjustments to counter the adjustments that the league has made to him. And if you believe in the trinity of of Falvey, Levine, and Baldelli, and from what we've seen this year, I think you should. Yep then you should be willing to give, and I know it's easier for me to say as the guy who got here in January, but you should be willing to give, if not Miguel Sano a chance, them a chance to
1: unlock what we all know is in Miguel Sano. And I'm very curious now to see what happens when adjustments are made back to him. Right. Can he adjust? That's the Can game he adjust the adjustments? Your whole career... Pitcher, yes. If you're a hitter, pitchers are going to be making adjustments to
0: you. You need to make adjustments to counter those adjustments. That's mm-hmm. Somebody described pitching and hitting to me in the most simple form ever, and it makes baseball a lot easier to understand. Hitting is timing, pitching is trying to disrupt timing. Mm-hmm.
2: On an unrelated note, before we go to break here, gentlemen, I do have the uh, chip carry call we've uh, referred to at oh. the uh, start of the uh, segment. Uh, this is uh, game Please 163, TBS, uh, Tigers Twins in 2009. Line drive, base hit, caught
0: out there, runner tags, here he comes,
2: throw to the plate, on target, and in time, a double play. Where was that thing hit? It was a line drive into left field. I can't remember who the Tigers left fielder was. It might might have been Maglio. Maybe Maglio was playing in right field. What year was this? 2009. It was also the last year that Chip Carey was the lead announcer for TBS, too, by the way. I wonder if Ernie Johnson took over Welcome to Township. Next year Welcome to Township. Ernie Johnson to have took you. over as the you know, lead guy say, the next year. I was going
0: to say, was this maybe the early days of shifting where a lot of announcers no. probably had to adjust to balls that no. would have been hits in the past nice that are thought, no Ronnie. longer hits? But it, if it was in 2009, <laughs> then, yeah, no, that probably doesn't apply. No,
2: it was Nick Nick Punto was at the plate. He had a line drive in the left field the opposite way Hey, man, as a left-handed hitter. Bad day, bad moment. We've all had him. I forgot how
0: I go into the commercials. No, but going Chip, Chip the last overall, so Chip, is, Chip is Chip no, is pretty good. No, he's really good. He's pretty he's good. Yeah, really, really good. And he comes from baseball announcer <laughs> pretty, royalty. Yeah. what do you I, got over there? I've got Skip, a question awesome. for you. Do you after the break, or you have yes. a question? Well, 49? no,
1: I've got a question uh, masked as a tease Ooh. of something. Well, you, you showed me and last break, stuff. and I'm seeing more about this right now. Mm-hmm. Can we come back and briefly touch on what the heck baseball is doing with these players' weekend jerseys? I was going to ask you the same thing. Okay, because this is, like, I I liked the idea last year, and I think it's funny and cute, but, <laughs> like, who designed these? We'll find out. Let's talk about that.
0: Right after this on the Score North First Place. show. Live from Bomba Soda, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is 47. And we're back right after this on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app.
2: How to become a fan of baseball and everything you need to know about how baseball works. And it might get a little crazy, but let's get straight to it. Whoever scores the most runs, wins. It's the Score North Twin Show. Minnesota Twins! Twins coverage on Score North and scorenorth.com. All right, Score North download time. I'm Manny Hill, and it's 12:49. We got Score North live coming up here at the top of the hour. A reminder for that. Uh, what is your feeling on Miguel Sano? Twins fans, we've been talking about it for uh, most of the show, in the Score North Twin Show today. Let us know. Tweet us at Score North at S K O R North. Let us know where you at with Miguel Sano. Are you checked out on him? Do you think he's going to be the next great hitter in Major League Baseball, or are you just kind of lukewarm on him? Let us know at SKOR North as we return to the uh, Score North First Place Twin Show, and uh, I guess we're going to sound the Judd panic alarm about weekend uniforms.
1: Now I'm, I'm confused. I'm confused. What are they doing? The Players Weekend uniforms, yeah. if you haven't seen them Describe, yet. Describe, now, now, okay, you, you get to pick a nickname to put on the back. Which and I like. I think that's, that's cool. Exactly. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't find them to be super attractive last year, but they were fine. I, I certainly wouldn't have called them hideous. I would call the 2019 version of these things pretty hideous. These See, are ugly.
0: I'm going to disagree with you on some level. If you haven't seen, them, if you haven't seen defender. them, they're all over Twitter. Hypocrite! The players' weekend uniforms and they are uh, monochromatic schemes. Okay, that's not good to the Jedi. It's just one color. Just one color is what monochromatic means. Um, and they're either all black. I got mono. I, I got that. Actually. Or all white.
2: All black everything. All, all white everything.
0: All black everything or all Why? white. everything. No. like different shades. Of, like I'm looking at. No, I'm looking at the twins right now and it's it's a white jersey white lettering that says twins Turn around. with okay. like with like a slightly Manny way in here. darker white outline around the lettering okay. maybe a silverish if outline If that's
2: the case cuz i haven't really looked at these yet if yeah. that's the case then as a former play-by-play announcer myself i have a gripe with this <laughs>
1: <laughs> i want to see it <laughs>
2: I have a break with this. This out, is woman. what you're saying. This is all. Have oh, a break.
1: <laughs> oh, man, he's right. So it's so it's it's all. That's so the lettering
2: true, and the numbers and the, the lettering it, on the front. Everything is all. I hadn't thought about. I hadn't
0: thought about the play-by-play aspect of it. Yes, yeah. it's all the same. Like I said, it's like the 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 twin. Okay, the jersey is white, and then the twins is in white. The wording "twins" is in white, and there's like but it's, a gray. Or it's silver. outlined in like a grayish, oh, see, silverish. No, miss me with that? <laughs> no. <laughs> As as a former play-by-play announcer, miss me with that. Let me tell you. And then the black is all black. The lettering is in black. And then there's like charcoal gray outline Uh -uh. around the lettering.
2: Hard pass. It's a no for me, dog. Listen, (laughs) my first radio job, I've told this story a million times. My first radio job out of college was in Roseau, Minnesota. KCAJ in Roseau, Minnesota. And I was announcing hockey, you know, Judd, you know this. Rozo huge hockey town. It's like a religion up there, basically. Absolutely. I had to announce a hockey game, a boys' hockey game between Roseau and Thief River Falls. And Thief River Falls was wearing, I believe it was black sweaters with dark blue lettering. Oh, God. And it was a nightmare. And I was calling the game. In hockey,
0: things are moving fast. Like, in in baseball, I don't think a play-by-play announcer should have a hard time keeping up with who's at bat or who caught a ball. Like, you know
1: who's out there. I'm talking attractiveness, though. Like, just what looks good to the human eye. This does not look good. I don't think... Just give me something. It can be... Listen, it doesn't have to be perfect. It can be overly creative, but all white? I can't wear all white anything
0: because, first of all, it takes a certain amount of confidence to pull that off. Second of all, I eat... And, yeah, it gets yeah. dirty. I'm, no, no, Rami, I'm with you. Don't apologize. <laughs> Don't apologize. I'm, but I will say. I'm a spiller. I like the all black. Now, the Twins have all white, so I can't get that. But I like the all black look. The, and I, I think that's a cool alternative look. Maybe not for a game, but if I wanted to go out and buy a jersey or a hat to wear you know, out socially and that on a might be day-to-day what they're day thinking. basis, that right is exactly now. what they're thinking. And the hats, the black hats, are real. But who's real going out sharp. to buy all white? No, I'm not. I can't. Mackie? I can't pull that off. Like Pitbull and a few other guys can pull that off, and that's about all. White it. makes you look fatter anyway. True. Yes, dark colors are slimming. <laughs> Speaking of the devil,
1: <laughs> Why I got a black shirt on today. I don't know if it's helping or not, but we're hoping.
0: Dark colors and vertical stripes From a guy who used to be 320 pounds. Those are slimming. Those I, are.
1: I just don't. I don't like them. I like the
2: idea. I really I think the
1: idea is really good. It's a cool idea. I just don't like the
2: execution Can they year. at least just put like a darker trim around the lettering? Although, you know what's really tough? The Twins' new blues yeah. with the darker
1: red. That, I can't see numbers. I don't understand mm-hmm. why you do that. Like of all the permeations and ideas, why don't you, why that? And plus, yeah. you look like every other team. Cleveland plays the Twins. If both teams wear their their versions of those jerseys, mm-hmm. it looks like an it looks like the same teams inter squad game. <laughs> yeah, I really don't understand the all white. Although I
0: guess that is the contrast. If you're going to have all black disco? on one side, you have to have all white on disco the disco theme. I don't know disco ball at Target Field. Like how long is it going to take before the? I don't like it. They're all stained up and dirty, which I know it's baseball and who cares? But like. but
1: who buys? Okay, but my question is this. If if it's done for fans to buy, I get your point about the all-black, but who buys the all-white? Like, what Twins fans? Like, you know what? I need one of those real all-white jerseys. I think white wearing
0: all-white is a thing like in Miami, isn't it? Isn't that a thing in
1: Miami? All-white? Yeah. yeah, for Don Johnson in 1984, I'm sure it was. <laughs> Miami Vice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: I'm trying to find the Marlins right now to see. They did. They gave them an all-white uniform. So they did the Marlins a yeah. favor. Okay, but we're that'll in Minnesota big, here. That'll be big down there. Yeah, here in Minnesota, nobody can wear all-white You can't. We eat too many sausages and drink
2: too many beers. I have the Miami Vice theme song in my head now. Oh, that's such a good thing. Overrated show. What? 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 We don't have enough time to talk about overrated show.
0: Terrible movie, but overrated show? (laughs) The movie was pretty bad. That was awful. Who was that? That was Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx and and, um, Colin Farrell. Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: Colin Farrell's been in some bad attempts at remakes, hasn't he? Why? What else
2: did he do? He did Total Recall. Oh. That's SWAT right. too, right? Yeah, SWAT. I, I don't think SWAT did that well. Total recall was okay. It didn't hold like The phone to booth the was good. Phone booth the was phone very booth good The phone booth was yeah. a really good film, I mean, but that was I don't not even a remake. Know where this show is gone now.
1: How do we end up a Alan Fernal remake? Because I'm down on I'm down on baseball pop culture, you Manfred apologist. <laughs> My problem it is... How about you come is... back from vacation, you can't do the outros, you're apologizing for Manfred. You are now outsourcing the this.
0: I will say this. You want me to attack Manfred? Yes. When it comes to these uniforms. Yes. In these trying times, do we need to pit black against white? This has been the Score North first place twins show. <laughs> live to give you from go. the land of ten thousand rigs where the magic yeah, number. No, your phone calls next. It's forty-seven. I'm Robbie Makloff, that's John Zelgad and Manny Hill. We will talk to you again tomorrow noon. Tonight, special taping of the Glenn Perkins show for Modest Brewing.